Um, hey guys, how you doing? It's Des here um, with the Alpha Scotland podcast, or whatever we've decided to call it. We're still not decided on the name yet, so we're going to work it out. Um, I am here with my great friend Ali McFarlane. Ali is a extraordinary worship leader, uh, amazing youth person, generally, just generally gifted, really, would you say that's fair? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> let's go with that. Um, Ali lives down in Dumfries. Um, Ali, tell us, tell us about your family, tell us, um, yeah, like, tell us who do you live with. Uh, so, I live with my husband, Taylor, yeah. who is a massive fan of you. I understand why. said to me, make sure you tell Des to say hiya. Yeah. Like, right, in fact, tell him I said hi. Give yeah, him a wee hug and a kiss. Um, so he is a bit of a crazy prophet. So cool. that's a bit my household's a bit mental sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I also live with a little bundle of craziness called Harper, who is three. And um, yeah, I mean, we call her Harper the Destroyer McFarlane. Yeah. Leave her for two minutes in a room by herself, and you'll come back, and something has been dismantled. Or destroyed. So she's just like so her dad then? Basically. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Looks oh, like she... me, acts like her dad. It's a trifecta <laughs> of danger. Um, and like so you do a lot of like worship leading, but you also lead the Freedom Company. Mm-hmm. Um like so where did um t- in fact tell us a little bit about the Freedom Company, because not everybody might know what the Freedom Company is. Obviously I know a bit about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the Freedom Company is at the moment it just it looks like a, a monthly worship night uh-huh. um, and the idea is to gather creatives mm-hmm. um, or those who feel a bit jaded in church who are always serving. It's kind of a safe space where we invite the presence of God, we have an extended period of worship and then we have a kind of unique thing at the end that's called creative expressions and that is where we invite just any kind of creatives to um, showcase the creative ways that they worship God. So mm. we've had everything from like spoken word and songwriting, which is the kind of thing you expect. Yeah. And then we've had like animation and uh, well, we've had dance, we've had, what was the other bit of a crazy one? Someone brought like a, a children's book that they wrote. Oh, cool. Um, stuff like that. So it's really fun. So we usually do like three or four of them mm-hmm. a month and then we pray and prophesy over those people. Um, and just, yeah, that's how our nights go. It's so much fun. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, I think you also run that with somebody else, um, who um, is my wife. It's um, spectacular. It's so <laughs> wonderful in every way. Um, yeah, so tell us, like, so you obviously do a lot of this leadership stuff. Where did that really start for you? What was the kind of, the journey begin? I think, like, even as a, even as a child, you mm. know, I showed that I had leadership qualities. I remember constantly um, having that spoken over me as a young person. Um, and even as a child and I grew up with a youth pastor mum mm-hmm. um, who was heavy into um, volunteering for every opportunity going yeah. so I grew up in the kind of environment of scripture union okay. um, also like assemblies of God um, anything youth to do with mm-hmm. that so I'd go everywhere with her and when I got to that age where I wasn't young enough to be involved mm-hmm. especially in like the kids ministry type stuff um, then I was classed as a young leader Okay. Um, and so I, that's kind of the the role that I've always had, like, oh, I'm in as a young leader, and so yeah. within that I was given, like, little responsibilities and different things, and then just as I've kind of come up through my life, it's mm-hmm. been a constant theme, and being yeah. put in charge of something, or, yeah. Yeah, and how do you, like, so obviously, like, so it sounds as though you grew up in church, mm-hmm. um, and you had, like, all these opportunities kind of come up, what did, what did they actually look like? Because I think we're sometimes really good at talking about giving young people opportunities, mm-hmm but we don't necessarily always make those opportunities a beneficial thing. Yeah. So what were the things that really stand out for you as like, 
that helped me going forward, just in case anybody's got any ideas for their own young people. Yeah, I think like any kind of responsibility that I was given, you know, like whether it was running the talk shop or mm. um, like I was part of the YMC when I was young and I remember... Constant. Um, but I remember we kind of, we came in as young people and we got to a stage where they were like, you're getting a bit old for this and mm. I must have probably been about 15. Okay. And they were like, we want you to invite um, like younger girls in and we want you to take over the running of it mm -hmm. and I remember that being quite like a great well, it was a great experience because mm -hmm. there was maybe like five or six of us who were then involved in the actual planning of how this thing was going to run and then yeah. actually executing it every single week and we our youth worker was an absolute genius she was called Mags McGrogan she's still about um, but she like literally gave us the whole thing and was like I'm just standing back, I'm here if you yeah. need me, like, and if she saw anything that was really going, yeah. you know, alright, she would maybe step in, yeah. um, but she really just gave us it uh -huh. and let us go with it, and I think that's one of the most powerful things you can do, is really just to take your hands off and say, this is yours, and I yeah. trust you, and if you need me, I'm standing right here, you're totally safe, this is a safe sp space for you to, mm -hmm. to practice, um, but here, have yeah. a go. And it's exactly what Jesus did, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Jesus trained the disciples and then sent them out. Yeah. Come back and tell me how you got on. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. it's like, it's that, uh, we sometimes call it the discipleship loop. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just love that. I love the fact that uh, Mags was willing to give you guys the keys because I've met some of you and yeah. I wouldn't have. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so so that kind of took you up. And then, like, how did how did you get into, like, worship leading and, like, um, and that side of things? Because, like, you know, a traditional like a traditional leadership way might have been like to be a pastor or you know yeah. like a youth worker like hey so what happened there like where um, did they... I I mean I've been a little bit musical my whole life mm -hmm. I suppose and I've always been involved in worship in some aspect mm -hmm. initially I started off as a drummer okay so I was our church's drummer for I didn't know you were a drummer. many many years yeah. yeah and so that's where I started and then when I was I, I also grew up with two girls who were extremely musically gifted mm -hmm. so they could sing really well even even as 10 year olds yeah, they were okay. like you know everyone's like oh my gosh what's going yeah. on um, and so I think that kind of pushed me to the back so maybe I could sing when mm -hmm. I was 10 but nobody noticed if I could sing because yeah. those two were in my church in my school like there all the time mm -hmm. um, and so it was never really mentioned being a worship leader or even mm -hmm. getting to sing um, but when I was uh, 18 or 19 I went off to uni and uh, I basically within that time was on a dance degree so okay. I was doing a dance performance and teaching degree and all of the girls on my course could dance really well mm -hmm. and there was a cabaret show coming up and obviously they'd heard me singing on karaoke or yeah. you know pottering around the house or in, in uni um, and they were like Ali we could do this cabaret show you could sing and we'll dance mm. and I was like I can't really sing mm. and they were like are you actually kidding yeah. <laughs> like you know and so I took to the stage as their singer and they all danced and then I suppose from there I realized oh well I actually can't do this and mm -hmm. um, in that period of my life I wasn't walking with Jesus my dad had just died I was okay. completely off the wall um, in rebellion and just at the end of my university I came back to God and got involved with this startup church. Literally, I was the first member of their church. Wow. Okay. Um, and from there, they kind of were like, "Oh, Ali, you should be doing worship." Mm. And so they gave me some space to grow in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, off we go. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, it's it's just 
fascinating that again it's that thing of somebody gave you an opportunity and you stepped into it like yeah. it's like you know and I think there's two parts of that there's the fact that you were willing to step in mm -hmm. which is great um, and the sign of a leader I guess you know being that first foot forward but also that others are willing to give you the opportunities yeah 100% it's really cool do you think this is a bit of a side question but do you think like traditional church leadership you know mm -hmm. like you're kind of whatever that looks like, mm -hmm. and worship leading are the same? Or do you think that they're different? Do you think there's, because obviously you, you do, you're a pastor of a church, you know, you're part of a, mm -hmm. the church, so you see both sides. Mm -hmm. um, what, what are the differences? Um, I think really just in function, you know, mm. in the practicalities of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, leadership is always most mostly about a posture of heart. You know, mm. like if you don't have like a good heart, then you're, you're not fit for the job yeah. in any realm of leadership um, and then it's down to skill so mm. you know mostly leaders that you'll see sitting on a higher level in a church setting mm. will have pastoral gifts they'll have apostolic gifts evang evangelical gifts prophetic gifts um, so in a way the only difference is in worship you actually just express that in a different way. So mm -hmm. actually, you'll find that most worship leaders sit within the fivefold ministry. Mm -hmm. So they'll either be prophets, teachers, preachers, evangelists, or apostles. Mm -hmm. um, and what you hear from them will be an expression of like the kind of leadership that they sure. are. Sure, okay. So um, a lot of times worship is given its own complete separate entity, but it's only really in the gift and in the fact that you're ministering through song is the mm -hmm. only difference within yeah. Leadership, I think. Basically. Yeah. See, because I sometimes wonder if people see the two as very different, mm -hmm. you know, but but I see them so similar. Because mm -hmm. at any leadership, you know, whether you're leading in a shop, mm -hmm. um, you know, or you're leading a charity or a ministry, whatever it is, you know, the skills of leadership are the same. The incentives and the motivations might be different because, mm -hmm. you know, in business it's money, in church it's the hope that we're getting to the kingdom, you know, yeah. it's, it's that whole thing. But I do think within church, like, worship leading... Um, I guess the same as speaking or preaching is held differently. Yeah. But actually, I I don't know. Maybe I see it differently to other people. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just think that the two are so symbiotic that we need to see it as one thing. Yeah. Do you know, because we're working together. Yeah. Hundred percent. I totally agree. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's no difference. Leadership is leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to steward it well. Yeah. Whatever you are. <laughs> yeah. I guess the other side of that is as well as as leadership within say the band and the team and all the rest mm -hmm. of it, you're also trying to lead a congregation. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to take them on that on that journey and create yeah. that space. Do do you do you feel that pressure? Like how do you cope with that? Like is it something you don't even think about and I've just raised a huge issue for you? Like, <laughs> you know, what's um there's seasons, you know, like whenever you start on um any kind of journey, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's leadership or not. Um, you deal with different things at different times and you know initially my struggles were in my own personal insecurity like mm -hmm. do people like what I'm doing mm -hmm. you know once I was over that it was like okay does God like what I'm doing mm -hmm. <laughs> you know um, and so you kind of um, go through different stuff I sometimes feel the pressure um, of leading a congregation especially like if I'm in a new environment mm -hmm. but I have to just like pull myself out of that and say yeah. uh, right God, it's me and you. Mm -hmm. And God was actually really specific with me. Um, I had a season where I became really concerned about the congregation and it went on for about three weeks. Um, I suddenly thought my pastor wasn't very happy with what I was doing and neither was the congregation and no one was physically engaging with the worship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, what's going wrong? Mm -hmm. 
and I got really in my head about it, mm-hmm. and um, it was a total, it was dire. Mm-hmm. You know, for three weeks the yeah, worship yeah. was dire, and um, I was like praying to God about it, and He basically said to me, "This only works when you authentically worship me, mm-hmm. and that is why people love it when mm-hmm. you worship because you just worship mm-hmm. and you're not bothered." Yeah. And so the minute you take take the the, um, the spotlight off of me and put it onto yourself or onto them, mm-hmm. then you've created you've done something completely different and it won't work for you. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I have to just always bear that in mind. Like as soon as I feel myself becoming really aware of something, mm-hmm. um, then I have to be like, right, Jesus, it's about me and you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, hi. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. I don't know if I've answered that or no. No, no, I think you have. <laughs> yeah, like. Um, and and you said there, that, so you you work for the YMCA. Mm-hmm. So what do you do for the YMCA? I am a senior youth worker. Okay. And my remit is education. Oh, interesting. So do you have a team there that you lead, or are you working directly with young people, or what does that look like? Um, it looks like working directly with young people. Mm-hmm. We have an overall manager, sure. um, and he's who's an absolutely great guy, Christian. So really fun to be at work. He is a Christian or yeah. his name's Christian? He is a Christian. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which is helpful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've got a really good team, but no, I don't leave them. Yeah. And how, so how do you find, um, like, how do you find, so mags, as you said earlier, mm-hmm. like, give you loads of opportunities. Are you, is that something you're trying to recreate? Because obviously that seems to have worked for you. Yeah. You know? I think in work it's, um, like for our personal work we don't really have that group of young people yet where mm. we can kind of say we've just moved premises we've just moved areas so we're sure. in like an okay. establishing phase and um, but yeah it will be something but especially in worship i feel like that's something that i want to do yeah Um, like if i ever lead worship with anyone that's you know especially at freedom company yeah i'll be like right do you want to do a song like this kind of thing uh-huh. like trying to give people space to grow um, I think it's really important. The only mm-hmm. reason that I am, even in worship where I am, mm-hmm. is because people were willing to take a chance to give me some space to go. Yeah. So. Cool. That's really sweet. Have you, um, yeah, and you can be as honest as you like about mm-hmm. this, um, but like, have you had any total disasters in leadership and you're just like, actually, oh, if, if I could talk to myself about that now or back then, I wouldn't do the same thing? Probably thousands of disasters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm like, can I think of something specific? I don't know. I think one disaster in leadership that I just think like comes up and out every now and then mm. is when you feel like a leader. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, mm, I've done something really good. Yeah. Um, and that kind of pride comes in. I think that's always a disaster. Um, and I think that probably what you thought you'd achieved, you'd not even scratch the surface. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's probably always a disaster. So. What about um? What about the other side of that? What about like the golden nuggets? Like, you know, um, there's been a few things that you've said that I'm sure people will take away and listen to. Like, you know, I love what you said about you know we're in an envisioning stage, like you know, establishing stage. Mm-hmm. Um. Have there been any like little golden nuggets that just sit in your head that you're like, that's good. I always need to remember that. Uh, you know, my pastor for the past twenty years has been someone who literally says phrases. You know, mm-hmm. like ones that stick in your head, and yeah. you just like every time it comes up, you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so kind of like, like pastor bingo. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so things like, um, you know, if you're a leader and you've got no followers. You're only going for a like you're only going for a walk. Yeah, yeah, like, sure, you know, love that one. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I think there's probably loads of e-nuggets. I feel under pressure now to try and think of them. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can write through. No, it's fine. Um, we'll just, we'll yeah. just dub things in later for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <coughs> I'm, always, um, I'm always intrigued as well, Ali. Like, you're somebody who, um, who I love to be around. Like, you know, we hang out. You hang out with Fee, like my wife. Like, you know, there's like, a whole family thing going on. But I think there's a real thing within the kingdom um, of there's just a few of us around that are just like that, that love just hanging out yeah. and just doing stuff. Um, and actually, like, I think we almost lead each other within that. Yeah. And that's me just, like, looking in. But it's times, like, you know, where I know that I've been feeling a bit flat and you've came along and just been like, oh, hey, man, like, how are you doing? Having a bit of chat. Mm -hmm. Do you do you think that's something that um, that can be, can be really taught to people? Or is that just something that we just generally have, you know, in certain circles with certain people and certain age and stage of life? Mm -hmm. I think it's like a generational thing, you know, like I feel like our generation is really um, like communicative, like I feel like we've been given really good um, tools on how to mm -hmm. communicate and the importance of communication. Sure. So I think that that makes it easier for our generation to establish good relationships. Mm -hmm. And then I think that we're also a bunch of like mad lovers like I think we love to love each other yeah and so we have this really big emphasis on being like family and mm. um, I often think that I'm like almost over familiar yeah okay. um, because I'll go into a situation and like and I've taken that part of like we're Christian so we're family yeah really like to the simplest form of mm. that so I'll come in and be like yo Des like first time I've met you what I make me a cup or like where's the milk or yeah. like where's the cups like you know that kind of thing um, but I do think that it's maybe generational. Mm. But I think that it's really important yeah. um, for you know what's coming and and this in the season that we're in. Mm. I think we need to feel supported by each other and really feel like we can trust each other and like we are family. Yeah, and especially as we as we look towards working with Generation Z and like young people, like you know my background's in youth work. Like you know you do a lot of youth work mm -hmm. and like the people that we are just working with and meeting with and people our age, etc. You know, they're looking for integrity, they're mm -hmm. looking for people that have that heart and, and I think I'm the same as you, like I love that concept of family mm -hmm. and I really see it that way, like you know, yeah. we are family, that's what we that's do, it. we do life together, right? Um, yeah, I just I just think it's really interesting, I'm just, I'm just throwing that in at you because... I do think as well, like you know, when it comes to youth work, it's, mm. um, it's interesting that our generation, you know, is like that for this next generation who like in my line of work anyway, in the, in the area that I work in, mm -hmm. we're seeing the biggest percentage of broken families that mm. I've ever come across in my life. Yeah. You know, we're in the middle of the hugest identity crisis that the planet has ever seen. Mm. Nobody knows who they are, what they are, you know, mm -hmm. where life's going. And so I think that as that generation that's like one step away from that, mm -hmm. if we can offer a safe place for people to come young people to yeah. come who are in that, then obviously I think that's going to be key. Like if we can offer that support system that mm -hmm. they're not getting at home um, that's broken down in their mm -hmm. communities, then we'll be doing something good. Yeah, amazing. Um, let me just ask you like kind of one final question, Ali. Mm -hmm. Could you tell me your top three leaders and why they're the, your top three? Oh, okay. And if you're not mentioned, it doesn't mean she doesn't think you're a good leader. That's all that she can think about right now. Sorry, yes. Santi. <laughs> My top three leaders. Um, okay, let me let me really think about it. 
Can you edit this out? Nothing. No, we're not going to edit it out. We're going to leave yeah, you in. Okay, okay, looking okay. awkward. Uh, I'm going to say um, my mum. Cool. Okay. Right. Because my mum, my whole life has been a youth, a youth leader. Mm-hmm. And if you ask anyone in youth work in Scotland about Anne Hughes, mm-hmm. as she was known back in her day, um, they will tell you about how awesome she was with young people. Mm-hmm. She has this ability to like really bring out the best in anybody mm-hmm. that she works with. She's kind, mm-hmm. but she's also like fair and just, mm-hmm. and she's not like scared to kind of say the hard truths. Yeah, yeah, but sure. Always because she loves you. Like, mm-hmm. like in my whole life, I've never once questioned if I'm loved. Okay. So like, you know what I mean? Even though yeah. she's like brutal. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You're like, all right, mom, yeah. like chill out. That explains where um, you get it from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, just watching her lead people and, uh-huh. and be in that environment, it's really inspiring and that makes me like really like, yes, mom, get yeah, it. Come on. Um, so that, and then I'm going to say Emma Stark. Okay. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because, yes, I love her like on stage ministry, like mm-hmm. I think she's a cracking teacher, mm-hmm. her revelation is on a different level, um, but I've had the privilege of like sitting back and just watching her, mm. you know, when no one, like I, like I make a note of watching people Yeah, yeah. and um, I've seen her many times lifting chairs and putting mm. them out and I've seen her like, um, you know, asking the whole worship band, do you need water? Yeah. Do you want water? And she's like leading this massive ministry, you yeah. know what I mean? And she's like getting me a glass of water when I'm yeah. on her worship team, like yeah. stuff like, just little things like that wow. for me says everything about the kind of leader that I want to be. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like people that I'm like, that I'm like that. Um, And then I'll have to go with my pastor, who's been my pastor for the past 20 years, now not my pastor, but Sandy has been um, one of the best people in my life who's given Mm. me the most room Mm -hmm. um, to grow, you know, the biggest capacity I could grow in that that space. Um, He's been my biggest champion and really believed in me and, you know, when I'm feeling a bit flat, egged me on and built yeah. me up and said, you're amazing, mm. like, get it, like, I totally believe in you. Yeah. Um, I, I have, like, there is literally a list as long as my arm. I've been the most blessed person in my mm. life, like, that I know with great leaders. Yeah. So it's not 100% like I love you all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really love you. Yeah. But yeah, it's been great. Yeah. No, and I think that's the thing, like, I feel the same, like, I've always had great but I mean, like great people that I could like just learn from and take from. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that's that's the sign of a good leader is someone who can help other people to lead yeah. well. Like I love oh, Barnabas. I've not mentioned my favourite. Oh, okay, sure. Can I have four? Yeah, yeah, you can have four. Alan McKinley. Big McKinley. Sup, Why? Alan? How be, are you, mate? He used to be my first. Yeah, he's okay. Well, on a serious note, yeah. worship leading, right? Yeah. This community of of worship leaders. Rick Pino describes it like it's an orphan community, okay. right? So like, there's no fathers and mothers mm. in the in the movement, and so what that creates is like um, comparison and like one-upmanship, mm. and like everybody's just trying to do their best and yeah, not yeah, worried yeah. about the guy next to them. Um, and I have never seen a worship leader make as much space for someone as Alan has made mm. for me. He's literally pulled me out of my local church and been like, "Here's a national platform. Mm. Stand there, do your thing." Mm. And then taking me from there to something else opened doors for me that, like, I would never have been able to open yeah. by myself, and so selfless, so selflessly giving up opportunities that he could have had mm. so that I can have them. Mm. Like, so, Alan. Yeah, we love Alan. We do love Alan. 
Hi Alan. Hi, Hi Naomi. Hi fam. Miss you. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that's the thing though. And that's what we've been saying time and time again. Like that's really mm-hmm. came through in everything we've talked about today. It's about creating that opportunity mm-hmm. and I, and I couldn't agree with you more. Like I think it's just such a key part of leadership and you know, thanks so much for like letting us have a wee insight into how Ali McFarlane works <laughs> and uh, how that uh, how that stuff's just led to you being who you are and we love you we just think you're amazing it's so good to have you around and you help us out with alpha stuff and a deep impact and all that and honestly you're just somebody that we just really love and respect and thank you for all you do no mate it's our pleasure you're far too (laughs) kind anyway check out the next podcast we will see you in some point somewhere somewhere cheers bye